Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about why, or really three reasons why the average naturopathic clinic sells for only one times the revenue that they bring in. Yeah. And like, this is something that we're working hard to change and help build value for, for you and the community and just in general, help people expand what they're doing with their practice. Yeah. So um, we both have done quite a bit of research into just naturopathic clinics and you know how you all run, uh, a lo- how many of you run your practice, as well as I even did a bunch of research over the last month, just looking for naturopathic doctors that are selling their practice. And I, what we constantly saw was really one times the revenue, oftentimes slightly less than one times the revenue. And that included the equipment in the practice. Yeah. Which really means that like, if you start subtracting out the equipment value of the practice, you're selling for like, what, maybe about a half or two thirds of the yeah, revenue. I, mean, I don't think many clinics have you know, more than a hundred thousand dollars, it's probably like ten, twenty thousand dollars oftentimes. But the fact of the matter is, is one times revenue. Let's just stick with that number. That's an issue because I think many doctors, you know, every time we go in and we speak at Bastyr or we're speaking at M- NMSA or speaking at the uh, AANP, all of the different associations, when we ask the question, hey, what is the end result you're hoping for? And the question is, do you want to sell the practice or do you want the practice to go away when you are done being a doctor? Everyone says they want to sell the practice. Yeah. And when, like, whether it's they're looking for a dollar reward at the end or just legacy with having their practice continue and be bigger than just them. Community is important, right? Which is one of the reasons we love working with naturopathic doctors is that aspect of community and making sure that you're there for the community and have that brand in the community. Yet when you're only selling for one times the revenue, it's hard for that to mm-hmm. transition and to continue. And which is why so many practices end up getting sold for, for peanuts or just goes away. Like they actually don't get much out of it at all. Yeah. So, and so what? we've got three reasons why this is the case. Um, let's, Quickly highlight those three reasons and then dive into the first one, right? Yeah. So we've got number one, you, the doctor, you are the business. If you don't show up, the business doesn't stay, the business doesn't open its doors. Number two, it's hard to transfer patients from one doctor to another. And number three, there is, there's a lack of a plan, right? You don't plan for the sale until you're wanting to sell. Right. So let's dive into this here. So number one, and number one kind of is through all, like really number one is probably the biggest issue and it kind of carries through to all of these, but many practices we speak that we, that we hear and work with and reach out to us. It's normally like maybe one solo doctor with some other doctors as a part of the practice, maybe as a 1099, but, or even if they're W2, the main owner, the owner of the practice is really just, they're so busy that the extra patients that are coming in, they're giving the extra patients to the other doctors. And so long story short, if the main doctor goes away, there's no more patients coming in the door. The practice goes away. Yeah. And and so there's, there's a couple different 
things to unpack here. One is if the the doc the main doctor is the face of the practice, then that becomes more challenging from a marketing standpoint because then that main doctor essentially has to see all of the patients and it becomes much more challenging to like hand patients off to some of the uh, the juniors or the folks that are coming up through the through the practice um and you know it it's really really challenging to be able for that head doc to take a vacation step away if anything happens to them the practice goes down because as we started out with they are the practice yeah and they're they're handcuffed to the practice because and I hate to say it this way because it's going to sound, it's going to feel probably to a slap, like a slap in the face to, to many of our listeners, but they've set themselves up that way. Right. Initially, and, like, let's just call it what it is. Initially, that's how it always starts. Well, and Ryan, that's kind of the same way that our practices, like financial planners practices start too. Oh yeah. Like how much time, energy, effort, and like blood, sweat, and tears did you put into building your practice? Um, and by you, I mean you, the listener, you want the practice to be you because you have specialized knowledge, because you've spent so much time building this. However, if the practice is just you, then it won't live beyond you. So let me be clear about this. We know that many of you, like the doctor and helping your patients is primary reason number one. We understand that, but also selfishly and actually not selfishly, it goes both ways. Selfishly, you can't be the only doctor. You can't be the main source of revenue for, for two big reasons. One, selfishly, like how eventually are you going to set yourself up to transition the practice? And then two, Building the naturopathic medicine and sharing that information, right? And keeping it in the community and building financial stability, right? That's the non-selfish part of this. You have to have that. And we we don't see that often in the naturopathic world because, right, you, there's not a lot of training that NDs get for this, right? And so be the doctor. We're not telling you to not be the doctor, but just don't be doctor all the time. You have to have that owner hat on as well. Yeah, this is the work on your practice, just not in your practice that we've talked about a couple times. Um, and so much of it is it goes counter to what you've been taught in school where it's like, yeah, you like your patients are relying upon you. And while that's true, one of the goals, if you want to have a practice that's not just a lifestyle practice, you want to build a legacy then what you have to do is you have to build up your team around you, whether that's your employees, other docs, whatever the case may be. If you build the team so that you now make yourself replaceable, now you've got something that's saleable. You've got something that you can step away from for a week-long vacation or a two-week-long vacation. And now you've changed your role from that of naturopathic doctor to business owner and leader. And so you've almost started to train the other doctors in your methodology. So you're still at the center of your practice, 
but now you're building future leaders and empowering your people to be able to carry on your legacy, um, whether that's 100% in your image and shape or whether they get to craft it and change it and modify it in their own image. Um, I mean, those are some of the nuances between these things. But if you wind up staying the business, then the business can't go beyond you. Which then takes us to number two, which kind of falls in line with what we've been talking about. It's hard to transfer patients when the patients are used to working with you. Right? Like Alex and, and myself, right? Like, let's just call it what it is. I'm sure our listeners can hear it in the way we speak. There are certain clients that are attracted to me and and, and work well with me. And there are certain clients that don't work well with me and were, would work better with Alex. Right? And yeah. so some of my clients... While they know of Alex and they've had, we've had Alex in the meeting so that they know he's there and, and reachable if they can't get a hold of me. They also, let's just call it what it is, Alex. If you were the primary person, they may not stay and vice versa. Oh, for sure. Because and there's the, that rapport, there's that relationship, there's character, all of that inside of that. And so it's hard to transfer patients given that that's the case. Yeah. When you need to. Like there's a way to properly build up and like make it so that you are replaceable. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen over time. And you really have to have that yin and yang that you and I have so well. Um, and so ultimately, like one of my goals for our practice is to find a future Ryan and find a future Alex so that we are replaceable and we can go ahead and have people step into the roles of um, Alex and Ryan, because at some point we're going to need to be able to replace ourselves. Um, we're going to bring on too many clients for us to be able to work with all of them individually. And like so much of it is making it so that whether it's working with us, Alex, Ryan, our protégés, whomever it is, and it might wind up like the, the model that you and I are trying to cultivate is uh, we're looking for protégés right now with the idea that we're going to bring them on and train them up over a three to five year time period. Um, so that's being in meetings with us and then starting to work with uh, some of the more, um, some of the folks that like don't have as complex of a situation or things of that nature and get them accustomed to working with clients and, and, you know, helping, helping the new advisors become better advisors over time by working with you and I, before we allow them to go fly on their own um, under our banner. And at that point we then have the ability to go ahead and, um, expand out the the scope of what we're able to go ahead and do in terms of servicing our existing clientele and bringing on new clientele. Which is the exact same thing that many NDs could be and probably should be doing because imagine having several doctors that grow with you and now you have maybe your 50% of your time is spent on ownership and 50% of your time is on being a doctor now, how much easier is it for you to sell your practice? Maybe to one of the doctors that's in your practice, right? Mm -hmm. So hard to transfer patients, but you can change that depending on how you're building it, which takes us to number three, lack of a plan. And when I say lack of a plan, I think many NDs, like they, they don't even consider what the end should look like until they're just done. 
Right. And then there, it, and that's one of the reasons why the one times revenue is there is because there isn't a plan. There isn't the ability to create this runway to transfer the, the practice from you to somebody else. Um, realistically, we usually need somewhere in the neighborhood of a, uh, a three year runway out at minimum. And it works significantly better if we have five to 10 years. Um, you know, one of the jokes in our industry is like, oh yeah, all of our business owners are five years away from retirement. And like, we talk to them again in three years and it's like, okay, cool. How long do you have until retirement? Five years. Talk to them again in another year. How long do you have? Five years. It's always five years. Right. And it's, you know, it's just called what it is. Like even you and I are really going to struggle really fully leaving. And maybe we, we never really fully leave until we, we croak because, Right. Because maybe we're just we're going to have passive income from the business and we still like being advisors. So we're going to help still a a certain number of people. And maybe that's the ND's ultimate goal as well. But you can't do that if you're the only person. Right. Like my my vision, I'm not sure I will ever fully retire. But at the same time, like right now, like we're putting in 40 plus hours a week. Um, and oftentimes that balloons up to like 50, 60 or more. I don't want to do that once I'm 60, like somewhere in that neighborhood. I want to be able to like spend more time with my family and whether that's, you know, kids, grandkids, whatever. Um, and so having this ability to transfer stuff on to the next generation of quantified financial partners while at the same time still maintaining the ability to be part of the practice and encourage growth and train the next generation or the generation after that with how we go about doing financial planning is very much like the same as what we envision helping NDs get to is you slowly transition away from, you know, patient work and you're working more on training your, your, team and getting your staff up and running. And like at some point, yeah, like it's possible that we might sell the practice or you might sell your practice um, and ride off into the sunset. And that's awesome. Or it might be that you just continue to own it. And that's great too. Yeah, I mean, then- to Alex's point, right? It, you build this slowly. It doesn't happen overnight. And what we're not seeing is ND's building towards something, right? Like, and it's going to morph and change, right? But you have to, you have to build towards that. If you know you want to eventually sell the practice or maybe not be the only doctor working, you know, the 40, 50 hour work weeks you have right now, if you know that right now, then you need to build towards that. And this doesn't, like I recently had a conversation with a naturopathic physician where like somebody had come to them with a proposal of like merging into their firm. And their response was, I don't want to give away half of my practice. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, you don't have to. What do you mean? What there's a way to merge without just becoming 50, 50 partners. And so like opening the door to, okay, how do we create fractional ownership? How do we wind up transitioning the practice um, how do we allow somebody to buy in or buy out of the practice? Like that is an entire 
level of planning that we can sit down and do. And it does not mean that we're giving away a third or half of the value that you have worked so incredibly hard to build. Yeah. What's interesting you bring that up is, you know, we see some naturopathic doctors have, have partnerships, right? We, we know of one uh, or a couple here locally here in Seattle um, that do rather well. And I think the partnership actually helps them with adding more revenue. And I think that's a piece that many, many naturopathic doctors or just many business owners in general don't see the power of partnering with someone, especially if each one has maybe their own different you know, superpowers, right? Like maybe one's a better marketer and one, right? Who knows? And so that's, that's a, that can be a key ingredient in terms of the growth of this. So, and that's a whole nother episode. So we're getting down the weeds there, but the fact of the matter is, is these are the top three reasons why we are seeing naturopathic doctors selling their practices for not very much. And we want to change that. And the reason we want to change that is we want your message to get to more people. And the best way to do that is for you all to be financially stable and successful, which takes us and to the so, question of the day, Alex. Well, before we get there, let's like briefly just recap this. The like step one is making it so that the practice isn't just you, the head naturopathic physician. Second, making it easy for you to transition patients from you to somebody else within the practice or outside of the practice. And three, making sure that you've got a plan in place. And for folks just starting off, that's like, okay, we need to have an end goal in mind. And for anybody else, what's, once we get within about five to 10 years, we need to start identifying, okay, what are the steps that we need to take in working towards these things? So now going Great to summer, the, yeah. the question of the day, are you making yourself replaceable? What steps are you taking right now to make it so that you can step away from your practice for a day, for a week, for a month, and have the practice not skip a beat? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. And maybe that's not a question for you to actually send us your actual answer, but maybe this episode has drummed up uh, ideas, thoughts of for you and your practice that you have not thought about. And maybe you're like, okay, you know, that's something I need help with. That's something we can do. So holistic-finance.com, it's a great spot for you to reach out to us, to set up a meeting with us to see does it, is there something we can do to help you? That That's that's what we're here for is to help you be financially successful. If you got anything out of this, share it with your other ND doctors, right? Share it with your other, other people that you know, because my guess is if you got something out of it, they might as well. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. Mr. Collins. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. 
By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2023-155-981, expiration May 2025.